podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek, the next conversation, the number one podcast that is comes out Thursday nights, sometimes Monday, Friday mornings, and is also hosted by Matt and Andy. I'm Matt. Man. <laughs> uh, well, Andy, Matt, feels like we might have had some plot movement. Sort of? Big plot movement. More than last week. Oh my God, so much more than last week. It's almost like... Last week and this week, if you put them into one episode, you yeah. get yourself a pretty good episode. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even know if I would agree with that. Oh. <laughs> I'm very high on this episode. Oh, you are? Yeah, oh, in a I'm way that I was a little surprised. I wasn't ready to be. I know, you were down on it even from because the description. and something the, happened. The Cloud City stuff. Oh, my God. It's because it's, it's Vegas, isn't it? It felt like Vegas to you. No, but that's sort of what, uh, you know, Canto Bite felt like, and I did not care for Canto Bite. Yeah. But, anyway. There were, no, there were no colorful slot machines there for you to sit at and smoke. On either planet. Well, there were slot machines at the Canto Bite scene. Oh, were there? Yeah. I, I think so. A lot of coins came in, and BB, BB-8 had the coins, and then that alien thought that the BB-8 was a slot machine, and then oh, it, it used the true. coins as weapons. That's true. <laughs> You're reminding me how much I like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Here we go. Where, 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 where are we? Oh. Would you have them watch this episode? Yeah. You, you have to. See, what is going again. on there? I don't know. How did you do that? I did. I turned up. You turned up what? It was quiet, so I turned up while we were doing it. The sound. But we previously set the levels, and we all agreed they were okay. I know, but the sound. Sa- oh, the, the sound for my sounds. Was let low. me tell you what's happening no, on your thing. What's happening, Andy? Let's take a trip into your settings. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone. We'll be right back. We'll see if we fix this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, Andy. Your sound is no longer enhanced. <laughs> That's a seem to be the problem. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. Anyway, did, it, did I fix it? Probably not. You did. I don't know. We'll find out. We love you guys. Um, Thanks for listening. So that's uh, it for today. We'll see you next week. No, no. There's more. There's oh, more of a oh, show, oh. even though it's it's uh it's late. Should, um, should we just uh, Admiral's Club? give them as much plot as they give us on this Picard? Show? I guess we do, don't we? <laughs> Sure, let's head in. <laughs> so slow on the draw. That was on the wrong page. Join the Admirals Club. Matt, how do they get into the Admirals Club? You just head over to your I, your Apple Podcasts and leave a five star review. Could say whatever you want. As long as it's five stars, you're in. Please do it with our increased uh, Picard episodes. Uh, you know, I, I run short of uh, good reviews. Not to put pressure on you guys. <laughs> we can have a week where the Admirals Club is empty. You know what? I guess you're right. And there could be crickets. And yeah. we'd be like, well, guys, it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this person certainly wants to get in. It's from It's All About. And uh, he or she says, it's all about the Admirals Club buffet. <laughs> Sincerely, I need in there. I'm tired of being stuck out here on the corridor well you're in there it's all about you the made Admiral's it. buffet thank you for 
leaving us a five-star review that says that. <laughs> Let's head into the president's circle. Andy's really delicately on the ones and twos, really trying to trying to really sound engineer himself. So if I, of the if I tick this up once, I hope it doesn't do anything. And his, his finger is hovering over the button like he's about to launch a nuke. Do I do it? I don't know. I prefer to think of myself as kind of like Kanye, you know, just working the dials. Sure, 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 sure. I thought you were more of a George Martin type, but that'll work. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take George Martin, the greatest producer ever to have lived. Is that true? I mean, certainly the, one of the more prolific. Sorry, I coughed into the mic, guys. Um, what uh, what do they get by sending in, uh, going to our subspace message? Oh, I forgot that's where we were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, guys, if you head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC, you can join the rest of the lieutenants in the president's circle at the $17.01 level you We'll be able to send us a subspace message and be selected to potentially become a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor Award E. Um, it's funny that we started that uh, award before Christopher Pike reappeared on Discovery. Yeah, but also, like, that's what the award's been called in Star Trek forever. Sure. I mean, I didn't invent the award. Uh, no, I know you didn't. Um, uh, we got a lot of them this uh, month because I tell you what, liking that Pike more and more as I'm watching those discos. We're Matt and I are super. (laughs) We're confused by our lives right now. Uh, We don't know if it's just our reaction to the pacing of uh, of Picard, and then we go over to Discovery. Oh, and and Matt, prior to this, has really had some problems with. I've always liked it a little bit more than him, and uh, it's really a delight. So we're in the season two there, so yeah. feel free to check it out. If you want to learn about that, you can head over to Patreon. That's where we do those reviews. We're reviewing two episodes of Discovery each month. Got a lot of Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees this month because uh, I posted. Uh, anybody's got comments on Picard, I'll try and prioritize them. And it was almost all people in the president's circle. Beautiful. So let's hear it, guys. Uh, from Lauren Gleason, Donkey of Prey. Familiar. Uh, she says, uh, let's remember Picard is a man in his 90s now. I like this characterization of him as an older man being reminded of his mistakes and realizing he can fix or at least partially fix them. None of it will be easy for him, but he is determined. That being said, I agree that all of the build-up during the last four episodes could have been in, done in one to 1.5 episodes. Yes. Um, there were a lot of... I, wonder, uh, I mean, I'm sure people disagreed, and I'm sure some people did agree, but... Yeah, it's interesting how mixed these uh, sort of uh, feelings have been. <laughs> As someone who, uh, who I read every hail... Um, I don't respond to every hail. Don't hurt his feelings, everybody. You can feel free to hurt my feelings. You can critique me. You can say whatever you want. By the way, I was uh, was given... Oh, I wish I could find it offhand. Oh, I I sent it to you so I can can read that. Um, I I said... uh, I must have really sounded really down on myself. And then I think somebody tweeted uh, at me like, uh, Andy, don't be so down on yourself. And uh, and then I... um, I wrote, you're right, I am too self-critical. I am the worst. Um, and then uh, Mary funny, Myra. Funny, funny. Oh, <laughs> Mary Myra, who is a lieutenant. Lieutenant Mary Myra. 
Is she a lieutenant? She is. She sure should. She be. was like, "Why aren't I? Why aren't you mentioning me up at the up, when at no. the end?" And I'm like, "Mom, you got to be the full Are you amount. a lieutenant or are you in the president's circle?" A full boat, Mary. I was like, "I'll see what I can do. I'll talk to the people in charge to see if we can give you a little shout out." <laughs> well, here you go. So she tweeted at me, "Andy, you rock, and I really enjoy you and Matt on the podcast. I hope to make a return cameo appearance sometime." <laughs> LOL. <laughs> So you did it, Mary. She did it. My mom's a big fan of an LOL. <laughs> um, thank you for your support um, and telling me that I rock. Uh, Joe Moore, uh, Lieutenant Joe Moore, says um, um, if they wrote an episode where Picard had to swear, what would you want him to say and to whom? Plus, any bets uh, that he will or won't? Loving the podcast, as always. Keep up the great work. And then, FYI, Dan Stacco, who is... Only at the lieutenant's level, so this is not a Medal of Valor. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah, look, Dan, just, you know, it's pay to play, bro. <laughs> you want to get that award? You got to give us a little bit of cash. <laughs> he added, well, Picard has known to swear already just in French. So, just a little uh-huh, time corrector uh-huh, to that uh-huh. person's post. So, what would you like to hear and Picard I, say? I think, I think if more French swearing is good. Yeah. I don't think I want him to swear. You don't want him to swear. I mean, I think if he's going to yell so loud that yeah. he destroys his little ships in in the observation lounge on the Enterprise-E yeah. and still not swear, right? he's not swearing. I would like to hear him swear in an atypical way where it's uh, it's like a weird one. Like he's, you know, they're in, they're in danger or something's happening or the ship's flying out of control and he goes, Balsack! Something like that. <laughs> Balsack. I don't know, something weird. Yes, sir. Oh, not you, <laughs> Lieutenant. That's Lieutenant Balsack. <laughs> That's our E-B-S-H. Um, uh, Lieutenant Raymond writes us, uh, I feel like my main problem with the show is that while the episode is going on, I'm pretty enthralled. But as soon as uh, it's over, I go, that was it? (laughs) Um, That is a nice little microchasm right there. Raymond, uh, along with many other people, uh, were very uh, kind, not even kind, uh, I think. uh, Look. I, I read I read the hail last week that was basically saying, "Hey, you guys are being too critical." Yeah. There was a lot of hails in response that were like, "You guys are not being too critical." I feel exactly the same. I have the same problems with the pacing. I have the same problems. So there's a lot of people that uh, it's basically split. There's the people who feel like we're off base on about the characterization of Picard. There's the people who, but I don't think that we really have had that much of a problem with the characterization of Picard. In fact, I was so I pleased have a with, with this. With, you know more about his entire yeah, arc, but so. I was so pleased with like how they portrayed him in the first episode. You know where he's still, you know, someone who uh, has a moral center. Yeah. I, again, but what I'm what I the only thing I think I really have had a problem with is like, what the fuck was he doing at the chateau? Why wasn't he out there? Why is he still at the why, chateau? Why wasn't he out there getting some ships together and trying to do what he could? Yes. As the nuns also agreed. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, and I think I think we're going to have some hails that, uh, that address it. Uh, oh, FYI, for those uh, sending hails, um, uh, Matt and I are even shorter on time than we usually are. Um, so uh, if you could send ones that are already a paragraph or two, it will increase your odds of getting something on because there's I just can't be editing. I will read all of them, but I can't edit them. There's just a lot of a lot of a lot of hails coming in that are as long winded as we are. 
Uh, yeah, even yeah. longer if possible. And uh, a lot of them, no. very smart points. No, by the way. They just can't Not grab possible. the points. No, no. No one's more went long-winded no. than this. That's reasonable. Um, let me just get the, the... She tells me how to pronounce her name. Risa. Uh, Risa Kochuk says... Um, hey, Andy and Matt, do you think the flashback that we got at the start of episode four is the God's eye view? That is the actual truth of things, or is it Picard's inaccurate memories? I found all his all-white outfit weird. There was no reason for him to not be in a Starfleet uniform before the synth attack on Mars and his resignation. So I'm wondering if Picard's seeing himself as all good back then, hence wearing white, in contrast to his black, dark outfit he wears upon his return to Vashti as a fallen man. And BTW, oh, she was saying, my name is pronounced Risa, like rhyming with Lisa. Uh, Not like the pleasure planet. planet. Risa, yes. Uh, so here, I talked to Cooley about this, John Cooley, a, a resident uniform expert. Uh, and I was like, why was he in a Starfleet uniform? He's like, well, look, he was beaming down to this colony that was already a little, uh, Romulans were already a little, ooh, about Starfleet. He probably just wanted to make them more comfortable and blend in a little better. And I was like, oh, that makes some sense. I'll take it. By wearing a weird Hannibal Lecter white suit? Well, I think we all agreed it was Bellic. Bellic. We didn't because all Because he loves archaeology. Oh. Because yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is what a, a weird Nazi sympathizing uh, archaeologist would wear. Yeah. Just like Picard. I mean, he was Romulan sympathizing. That is true. And we know that Romulans are the space Nazis. <laughs> I thought they were the Space Romans. I can't tell. Um, that's it for the President's oh, Circle, my well friend. Then let's uh, head back into the corridor and get the mail. Captain, we are being hailed. This hail mm-hmm. is a, um, a voice hail. Oh, nice. Yeah. In a while. Uh, it has been one. Um... Uh, sorry, I just gotta find it. I should have found it before, but I, you know, a lot going on for old Secunda. <laughs> Look, we do twelve-hour days and somehow crank this out. Um, what's funny about this Surprises is it's, all of us. It's from a, a friend of mine and a friend of the podcast, um, uh, Drew Defonso Marks, um, who is a, a very talented and funny uh, improviser. And I was like, and he said, "Hey, I sent in a voice out," and I was gonna be like, "Oh boy, let's hear it." And uh, I literally, if he did not say his name, I would have no idea that this was any different from any other listener. It's amazing. It's just like, I think it's it's an indication of uh, Star Trek is the great normalizer in terms of... Nerddom. Nerddom. It's yeah. just, you become the same nerd. Yep. And here it is. Hey, Matt and Andy. It's Drew DeFonzo Marks. Uh, big fan of the show. First time calling in. Uh, yeah, I'm calling about Picard. I think... There's a big element of the show that they've, I think, told us that you guys are uh, missing. Uh, Picard's resignation. So the first episode when he's talking to the news anchor in the interview, he says he resigned triumphantly from Starfleet. As a, he didn't agree with them and is on his morals. But then in the flashback with Rafi, we find out that it was a bluff. He did not mean to resign from Starfleet. He said... That was his last big, desperate move, and, and most importantly, he never believed they would go for it. Mm. So I don't think Jean-Luc Picard had any intention of leaving Starfleet, and he did it as a bluff, thinking they'd keep the great Jean-Luc, and that explains why the next 14 years he's been kind of tailed between his legs at the Chateau, first time ever, kind of mm. low status, kind of softened him up. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's important that he didn't mean to 
the, the Starfleet just booted him out. It's, uh, quote, no longer his house, said the Admiral. Hmm. Uh, anyhow, that's it. Cool. Uh, great show. Bye. That's a pretty interesting point, and I think uh, it is it is it is subtextually there. Maybe it's there in, in context, and I'm just I, I, why did we not see that? I guess that's interesting. I I don't feel like we overlooked it. So you're you're being uh, much friendlier to uh, my good friend Drew than I I would be because I feel like I feel like we didn't miss it, and I don't feel like. That to me, well, that, that doesn't explain the characterization I will say, weirdness. Like we did not take into account yeah. the emotional uh, toll that would take on Jean-Luc Picard to not actually want to leave Starfleet, and then suddenly you're and not suddenly in you're like not in Starfleet. And it was something you, that many people who wrote in were sort of talking in that direction. That Starfleet is like the core of who he is. And it's weird that it's now taking me five episodes and some hails to to see this, but. I think that these these folks are, might be onto something here. I guess to me, like many of the things, the, the character, the elements of the characterization, mm-hmm. that to me is not what I think is the core of Picard. And I understand if it's like, oh, that's interesting that he is he defines his identity by this 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 you know. Uh, I don't want to say corporation. This this entity of Starfleet, as much as we might define ourselves by our jobs or and by our microcosm, but I I guess I see in my head Picard is above that, and that even when the you know admirals or the Starfleet is acting in a in a corrupt way, he's like, no, this is not right. I understand this is another level where it's Starfleet as a whole not acting right. Which is another argument people have made, but yeah, they're also saying that's a, but they don't. But I feel like between I want to think of Picard as like Federation. He's always in this sort of above the fray. The show never differentiates between Starfleet and the Federation, which annoys me. It was another thing that people have written, sort of written in. It's like about. they're different. What do you? What is, what is this? Why are we? Why are we? This particular this? show, you think, doesn't? This show does not just does yeah. not delineate between right. the two. Yeah, I think that's fair, and it's just kind of a. It's weird. It's a bummer. Right. Um, but that being said, I think that this, if you really think about it, like think about the episode Family when when um, Picard goes home after being assimilated. Right. And you're just sort of in this sort of story where he's trying to sort of find his humanity. So he goes home and he, uh, you know, he realizes in that that he could never like as much as it might be nice to try to find Atlantis and see his brother and and live back on Earth, he can't because he belongs in the stars. Right, and know? I assume that that's partly why they keep sticking him back in that friggin' holodeck of the <laughs> the Chateau Picard because it's sort of like they're trying to say he ha- has now acclimated to that life and he is not the same person i guess i just don't i don't i'm not on board with this characterization um he just seems like he's i understand he's older there are aspects of it i'm not they're on, playing him kind of doddering and not and i understand why you wouldn't be sure of well, yourself if this if this thing had happened but i still feel like you would have your it's his moral center was always the thing that defined everything he did. So, I don't know. I just... I'm not buying it. 
but whatever. You're finding it unsatisfactory. Yeah. And do you think there's anything they could do to sort of sure it up in a way that you're like, okay, I buy this? It's like... Because in, every episode fucking starts with a flashback, so I'm sure we get five more flashbacks. Right. In Best of Both Worlds... Not in Best of Both Worlds, in Family, um, he's traumatized, this thing has happened, it's been invasive, it's, it's attacked the very core of his identity. Like, I don't mind seeing Picard distraught and lost as he's lost in many episodes after that and even in first contact but um it just seemed more more like that arc made sense to me and where he is now doesn't make sense to me and maybe it has yet to be revealed which is the argument people yeah keep saying. and you keep uh popping you know we keep popping we're, we're dipping into his life so much later right. you know so much has happened between nemesis and now um let me just read this other hail in regards to that. Actually, first, let me read this one. Um, this is on a different issue uh, from Amanda Murphy. I am so annoyed by Soji's storyline. Her sister Dodge got to be a goddamn badass hilt to hilt in that first episode. All the writers seem to care about with Soji is her dumb fake relationship with the hot Romulan. Is that the only reason they made her a, gr- uh, a girl android? So she could be a damsel in, in distress, even though she's more powerful than anyone around her? Narek is clearly not trustworthy, and having a boyfriend is not the reason she's on the Borg Cube. It's insulting to her intelligence as an android and her in- integrity as a scientist that she's letting this dumb dork with bad teeth sidetrack her. Whoa, throwing shade at or his teeth. Or is she being... I hope she, uh, de- she, I hope she activates and decapitates him with her bare hands. Love, Amanda. Amanda, nicely, nicely put. Uh, wouldn't be. The I hope first she does it while they're sliding around in that weird room. I hope they slide around on all of his entrails. Yeah. Um, but to, to that point, it seems like this is. She's not the damsel in distress. She's more in control than 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 Jatvash. Is she? I believe she is. You think she's toying with him? I think she is more in control of the situation then is being let on and i think that we'll find out more as it goes as a you know as we continue forward and i think that the whole love program that she has is just more of a sort of nod to how far beyond data she is hmm. i don't know but I guess we'll see. But again, she also seems like she doesn't know that she's an android. Right. Well, that's... I Which mean, is obviously. sort of the big weird thing of it, right? And like, as Maddox points out in this episode, her mother AI program... Activated the uh, other one? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Her mother was also designed by Maddox. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's all... It's sort of interesting. Yeah. I mean... Let's do it. Whatever. Let's fucking find out. And that's sort of the problem, right? We're like, we're not finding out. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> Look at this mystery. But now there are no mysteries after this episode. Sure there are. Name one. It, doesn't it end? What was it? I don't know. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, there's one uh, uh, for, that was it was in our lieutenant section. But it's from uh, Phoebe Phillips, who is uh, is is one of the uh, the powers, one of the forces in our face group. Uh, if you're interested, please check it out. A bunch of friendly people in there talking about the show, talking about uh, Star Trek in general. 
Um, so I thought we'd, uh, we haven't in a while entered the face group, but we're going to play Mike Mann's theme. Photoshop Matt with Data's cat. And who put Andy's face on that? Just take a look. It's on Facebook. It's in our face group. Uh, Phoebe Phillips. Yes, did you have a comment? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's right, everybody. Go to Facebook.com, search Star Trek Next Conversation groups, and uh, find a group of like-minded weirdos. Uh, Picard reads to me, says Phoebe, uh, like an old man who's decided to give up on everything he believes in because the world changed around him and no longer recognized his privilege. I'll fight for what's right as long as the fighting is easy. Once Starfleet calls his bluff and lets him resign, he abandons everyone he made promises to and surrounds himself with people who revere him as a savior the thing is his romulan roommates treat him like a helpless old man and he has started acting like one i think what's driving him right now is a combination of deep internalized shame and some sheer fucking hubris the whole obsession with data is about having this reminder that someone was willing to sacrifice his life for what he believed in and contrasting that with well i quit my job in protest so obviously i did everything i could Picard was a true believer in what Starfleet and the Federation stood for, and when they disappointed him, he just gave up. He abandoned all of the people he made promises to, not because he didn't care. I think he was so ashamed he couldn't face them. I hope that as the series progresses, we start to see glimpses of Picard we recognize as he faces his failings head-on and makes amends to those he let down while nursing his own bruised ego. I think that's pretty dead-on. This is me again. But... um, I guess just in the end, my feeling is just like, it's, you know what? I don't know. It's tough because it's, I understand that millions and millions of people died on Romulus. And so that's what he's, that's a, a core of his shame. And so that should be enough. But I he did what all, he could. It's all these layers. He did what he could until he decided not to do any more. And that's the part where I don't understand. The Picard we know would have done it. And I don't know if I buy that it's because. He stood up to Starfleet. Starfleet said, fuck you, that he's like... It seems to be all these sort of, like, everybody's everybody that's emailing us, like, these these hails you're reading, Phoebe's, uh, you know, the voice hail, I think it's all, they're all sort of... It's no, it's no one of these things. It's a combination of all of it. Uh-huh. And I think we're gonna sort of, we're gonna have to sort of, like, wait for this whole thing to wrap up before we decide whether or not it was a satisfactory character turn. Fair. Uh, with that, we close our face group section. Uh, this one from Nacho Lopez Echeverria. This is the end of the face group section. <laughs> for Star Trek, the next conversation. I thought I should bring it to your attention. Now back to the rest of the programmation. Kapla. I forgot it ended with Kapla. <laughs> frequencies closed, sir. Seen a lot of different aliens in this episode, and uh, I feel like we, we haven't seen a Klingon in a while. It's true, and it's like certainly seen a lot of Klingons in Discovery. Are we not seeing Klingons because they don't <gasps> want them something. to look different? <laughs> they don't want to. No, I'm not it. kidding. And cross, the, screw up the brand. Yeah, maybe. My question is like, do they not want to show Klingons because they don't want Klingons that don't look like Worf around Picard? No. I feel like they're definitely going to bring back Worf at some point. What will Worf look like? I don't know. Maybe they won't bring back Worf. We're already in episode five, and we only got seven. There's, 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 there's theoretically, right? The Worf is currently out there captaining the Enterprise. I think that's a spoiler for me. No, it's not. It's 
theoretically. I said a theory. Yeah. It's a theory. It's a fan theory. <laughs> oh, oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that would, spoil. What, I would love what, that. What would it be in? <laughs> what would I have spoiled for you? I would Something, like an episode we haven't seen in. Or some, I don't know, whatever. I would like him to be making all, all the same decisions he would. Oh, my God. Like, I think he'd be a terrible captain. <laughs> all right. Lock phasers on target. But, uh, Captain, but we captain, can't. I say no this, to you. Lock is, phasers on target. Civilian transport, sir. <laughs> Going from Kronos to uh, Earth. And, and You're right. Torpedoes. <laughs> fire. Oh, quantum torpedoes? <laughs> uh uh, if you have a, a hail or a tweet for a gentleman across from me, it's at Matt Myra. My Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. My tweet, my Twitter is at Secunda. And if you want the uh, the hails, uh, they're at the end of the show. There you go. If you want the hails, they're at the end of the show. If you want the hail information, <laughs> oh, you give our social media information, but not the hail information. Well, that, the rest of the the rest of the information. Stay tuned. <laughs> the rest of the information is in that uh, gentleman's uh, beautiful. Yes. Um, well, look, I want Jeff to Jeff say. Mullins made for us the contact information. Uh yeah. Well, Andy, I feel like how long was that of us talking beforehand? Yeah. 26 minutes plus 4 minutes 30 minutes okay <laughs> never never short uh this is uh sometimes delightful i guess it's time andy time to talk about it let's do it i wish we don't we really don't have a jingle for like it's, it's time, time to, to talk <laughs> about the episode it's true dun, 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 dun. something like that quick one of you someone was one of actually... you people with more jingle talent than us go Someone was actually saying for our digression last week when, when we were talking about the burgers and everything at the end, I went, anyway, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. <laughs> so someone said, can you dig that out and make it into a thing? Uh, this is episode five, uh, season one of Picard. This is called Stardust City Rag. Yeah. What? I don't like it either. That's well, a weird title. Uh, it's cute. The La Serena, like cute. The La Serena crew begin an unpredictable and lively expedition on Free Cloud to where uh, to search for Bruce Maddox. When they learn Maddox has found himself in a precarious situation, a familiar face offers her assistance. Oh my God! I hope they aren't referring to Agnes because she was not of assistance. She sure wasn't. Unless you're a Vulcan spy. Before you move on, that was uh, from Joe Fermanek that had a request for jingle. Can you ask listeners to make Andy's quote? Anyway, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek into a jingle that closes out any and all Star Trek, non-Star Trek digressions in the show. Although I feel like what you're asking for would be a different one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> that was that was a digression. That was a digression of... of uh, somehow on topic, but not at all. Anyway, Star Trek, Star Trek, I was Trek, trying to Star start Trek. talking about the show when he's talking about this other jingle. <laughs> I like to give people their credit because they complain otherwise. Well, then when they complain, we'll give them credit for complaining. Fine. All right. So, as with all Star Trek Picards, we opened 13 years ago watching <laughs> <laughs> some torture. Uh, this was awesome, though. You didn't, didn't what like do you this? mean? What part of it was awesome? I don't know. First of all, watching his eye come out. Sikunda loves the beautiful sci-fi landscape. <laughs> don't care so that was that. cool. Oh, you like, like the seven domes. And whatever. I love the seven domes. Uh, I like that this person was just such a horrible, like, terrible crumb bum, you might say. <laughs> butcher. <laughs> like, just being a total dick um, and making making the, uh, the Borg feel pain in addition to harvesting their stuff. <laughs> I think we get to see Icheb. 
but weirdly also again just like bruce maddox not the same actor oh is it not no interesting what's going on guys it is strange could we not find them did, did we screen test them and go mm-hmm, ooh. Ooh, not as good <laughs> maybe they quit acting Nah, I'm turn it down. What, what am I turning down? Who, who's going to turn it down? You're going to be on Picard. It's got to be some other reason. Without you, each other. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay with you. No. Seven. <laughs> Seven has got seven. Seven takes out each a mercy killing, much like Picard with Ensign Lynch. Then we go to this wide shot here, Andy. Let's take a look at this wide shot here and notice this this Borg drone in the in the foreground. Okay, uh, out of focus, but clearly the remains of part of some other Borg. Yeah, uh, this place is a uh, roof. You know, Scott Joplin playing here. Um. And then we go forward in time to another flashback. Yeah. Two weeks ago. And what are you going to say, Andy? You were going to say something. And I didn't want to play over. I... I don't know. I like the Borg opening. And then you go into this. And it's okay. Well, it's our first glimpse of Bruce Maddox. The... the the uh, MacGuffin of the show. It's a little bit underwhelming to me. But continue. What is? The scene, the sequence, the, sure. uh, the Bruce Maddox recovery. New plan. Defected. You've looked better. I've been in hiding. You destroyed my lab, Jason. Darling, I heard. Have some Tranya. Andy, do you remember Tranya? No. Do you remember a young Clint Howard? Yes. On Star Trek? Sure. Offering Tranya to Kirk? Oh, nice touch. It was literally... They nearly got me. I'm so sorry, but Jason. For what? I don't know how I'm ever gonna repay your loan. So now again, let me just let me just restack this for you, Andy. Okay. Bruce Mannix is on the run. Yeah. And in, 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 in a in a place without an economy, he he takes a loan out. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I guess they're not operating in Federation towns, and there are still places with monies because we learned that from, you know, Quark and those those wonderful laws of uh, acquisition. Welcome to Free Cloud. Whether you are here for the maximum security, financial and information services, or the minimal restrictions on Come. Free Cloud. Minimal restrictions. This place is like Narnia. Well, it's just like I don't know. What do you call it? Uh, 
offshore accounts in, in, in many a place. Something to drink. Tea, glass of wine. Bourbon, straight up. I love that. I like that she... Seven I love talks, up and down in this episode. She talks not like Seven of Nine used to. Of course. She's developed. That, that progression makes sense based on what we've seen. Not my idea. But you like it enough to keep it. What the hell are you doing out here, Picard? Besides being in way over your head? I'm looking for someone. Does that surprise you? I assumed it must be some kind of misguided diplomatic mission. Saving the galaxy. There may be a bit of that, too. You're going to Free Cloud. You know Free Cloud? I hate the place, but we, the Fenris Rangers, keep our money there. What little of it there is. It's a tough time on Fenris, I hear. Have we, have we? Do we know what the Fenris Rangers are? We've never heard of them before. Oh, we heard of them last week. But that's as far as I know. The only time. Right. Right. Okay. Make you. Do you want me to look on Memory Alpha to see if it refers to this episode? <laughs> was it will? Okay, I won't. <laughs> I admire the Rangers' goals, their courage, their tenacity, but. You are taking the law into your own hands. What law? Point taken. Nevertheless, to appoint yourself judge and jury. I'm not here for a lecture. You think of me as a vigilante, fine. Ranging is my job. It's not saving the galaxy. It's helping people who have no one else to help them. It's hopeless and pointless and exhausting. And the only thing worse would be giving up. Like he did. That's what she means. What? But I like that. That's free cloud work. She can drop me. Motivates there. why she's being a dick to him. Uh, I don't think she's being a dick. Well, she's being stern with him minimally. Yeah, I think they're since they're both Borg. It's like, hey, you get it, right? Yeah, so, I do. We're Borg, right? Side note: the kid who played uh, Icheb originally, Manu Itiremi. My apologies for the pronunciation. Um, he's worked steadily all through time, all through all through up, time, all through up Wait till a today, all through time. He's he, first he worked in the Roman Empire, wow. and, then, and then he was he in a Greek the chorus, and uh, he did a, he did a couple of fatty arbuckle pictures. <laughs> he was in Star Trek Renegades TV the series. What's Carl. that? Nothing. I wonder if that's a. One of these weird fan projects where they sadly drag actors in to work. Yeah, I think that is what it is. A thousand percent. Because uh, Walter uh, Koenig is also in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. So you can see him in that. What do those two have to talk about, I wonder? Seems like they know each other. I don't think so. Not back when I knew him anyway. You know, she used to be a Borg. Like him. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. She's that ranger. She's notorious. 99 or mm. 11. Or this was done. Uh. Which part? 99 or 11 or... Ugh. I'll tell you something else. <laughs> I got a lot of complaints. Andy is me this week. I'll tell you something else. Last week, they did all these things, and you see even in the, in the, in the last week on... Um, 
where it's like, there's a ship. What's he doing now? He is coming. Oh, he's, we're beaming him aboard. <gasps> it's seven of nine. <laughs> like, but she, also, he says seven of nine, which is, which is like, you really got to label it out. You would call her seven. You wouldn't call her seven of nine. Um, oh, I think Picard would. Why? He's Locutus of Borg. Seven it of just, nine, I think, naturally rolls off the tongue for him. All right. I'll, I'll buy that explanation. But then uh, in this, uh, there's a lot of, like, just just leaning into the reveal of the thing. That's, that's What's the thing? You just mean, right, is me that see. you're what just saying is, the broader point one. of the thing? 11, 99, I don't know. It's a 99 or 11. It's like, if she's notorious and he knows who she, she is, why are we spending time, that fucking couplet on that? Just get to it. Yeah, fair. It's very coy. But I There's like... a lot of coy dialogue. It's <laughs> interesting. She goes by seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. The ex-Borg Fenris Ranger. I heard she's from the Delta Quadrant. Seven. The ex-Borg Fenris Ranger from the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I like that because he's sort of like... He's playing it like he's sort of like weirdly in awe of right. these two that are now on his ship. Yeah. Where he's like, okay, well, Picard's a blah, blah, blah. And and this this Fenner's Ranger who I've always heard about, you know, sure, I'll lose the 99. Yeah. But, like, I really like when she says the Delta Quadrant line and then he just repeats it back just because he's, like, or, staring or off Fenner's at where Ranger. they are. Right. I heard she's from the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. I like that, and that does. Ranger from the Delta Quadrant. But see, to me, <laughs> that that is that's something that's a good bit of dialogue because, as you're saying, it kind of grounds like, yeah, she's got a fucking history that would blow people's minds. It's mm-hmm. insane. So that that I like. But then it's like, well, then don't do the thing. It's also like weird that he somehow managed to forget. Managed to forget that because the thing I was going to tie to is later on, Raffi goes, uh, but Jazel, you know him. And then Seven's like, her. And it's like, what are we doing? Hey, we're doing gender reveals is a big thing? Come on. And then they go to a fertility clinic for a gender reveal. <laughs> it's a, it's a, little, uh, a little deep cut from Matt Myra of Excellent way, Adventure. Well, there's a fertility clinic in this episode. Is there when? When she sees his, when she goes to see her son. Oh, that's a fertility they're at a fertility. Clinic. They're at a fertility oh, clinic. I and I was like, are they infertile or is it just real hard to make a baby with a Romulan? I didn't process that. Interesting. We see different things. Yeah. But, uh, you know, also I think it's it's that that subplot was like, what are we doing over here? Yeah. Her subplot with her son. I was just like. No, I totally am on. I, if you're totally just if you you're gonna that. restack the like, I keep saying restack. If you're gonna reset this, yeah, sort of her and like have her go off on this, and then come back and then just be back on the ship. There was no reason to do that. I agree. Uh, and also, there's kind of a big goodbye. That's you like, mean the big goodbye, there? the hollow novel? Exactly. Uh, we've we've already seen that episode. Why are we seeing it again? No, I'm, she, she says a huge goodbye to Picard, and then it's like we know she's going to be back in ten mm-hmm. minutes. This is some strange cargo you brought me this time, Rafi. Tell me about it. <laughs> okay. Let <laughs> me get this weird reveal that that uh, Maddox and uh, and. Um, Agnes 
are in a, a romantic relationship of sorts. Yeah. But what I wish they didn't do was give him a beard when he was still at the Daystrom Institute. I feel like the beard was like, I've gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, by the way, is wearing a Daystrom Institute t-shirt. And I have a beard. <gasps> You've gone crazy. So this goes back to Andy's whole thing of like, what is replicated food like? Yeah. And he thinks that you have to take all the ingredients and put them together yourself. Otherwise, the food will not taste as good. Uh, the red bullion, that's fun for some reason. I don't understand why the CG advertisements in the future are like shitty CG. Hit as hard as you can. I don't hit me. Oh, no, he's right, Doc. You need to knock his head clear off. It's really dumb. I don't like it. Agnes for the knockout. I don't like that. I don't like the relationship between them. I don't buy this at all. They're making these little cute looks at each other. I don't buy it. But we talked, about it last, we talked about it last week. What was it? They were flirting last week. And yeah. we, were, we were talking about it. I don't buy it. But I thought we were buying it last week. Oh, were we? Yeah. Well, I now we're not like buying it now. Andy is not buying it now. Uh, there's a lot of things here that I think are a little interesting character. This feels like, like why is Rio suddenly being all fucking cuddly with her? Because he's finally going to Vegas. <laughs> he's happy. Other people don't feel the same way about Vegas as you do, Matt. Hey, lady, you look at But also, like, she's cute. Sure, he seems to be a, a, a man about space. He's not. A, he's the outrageous Okana. I think he is, except for where ladies are think concerned. Of, think, about him, think, like about, think about him, but he's Riker. Sure, if he's think Riker, about that he would have already, of course. already gotten busy. But what I'm saying is, like, why is that? Why do you buy that, but not this? Because then they're also laying down all this crap where he's leading, reading these somber books and he's brooding and all this crap. And suddenly he's, like, doing play fighting with her and being cutesy with her. It's like, I don't, I don't buy it. Hmm. Snake bit, slither into Felix's venom garden and pick your poison. <laughs> I didn't get one. Uh, I found him, Jake. What'd you think? I don't like the character of Elrond. And by the way... Elrond? Isn't that his name? Elnor. Elnor. of Elrond uh, Hubbard. No, I'm thinking of Elrond because uh, someone else who's going to be mad that I didn't uh, I don't remember the, <laughs> who said it. Um, uh, wrote in... Uh, it was... Uh, Jeff Mullins. Anyway, somebody pointed out that uh, it was Grand Grand Admiral Matuine um, said that Elrond is uh, is very similar to Elrond. What's his name? Elnor. Elnor is very similar to Elrond from Lord who is of the Elrond? Rings. Thank you. I don't know who that is. All right, I'll show you a picture. Well, who played him in the movie? Um, the uh, Agent Smith. Um, I don't remember his name. Um, please don't Hugo Weaving thank you I pulled it I pulled it they're looking for someone to broker a deal with the Tal Shiar that's Hugo Weaving doesn't he look a lot like Elnor yeah I think anytime you have a long haired uh, pointed eared person you can say doesn't he look like Elnor (laughs) I don't buy that I think he's he's got he's got sharp sharply uh pointed down uh, eyebrows he's got uh vulcan ears he's uh got long hair her looks like elrond she butchers export for parts 
She's been well, high on the range. Dumb to close that. You know he's gonna go out again. It's true. Can we outbid the tall Shiar? No, not likely. She's prudent enough to use a facer. This is probably. I guess what I don't get here, Andy. I, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in a bit into okay. this because I want to get I'm down to calm this planet. Down also, well, no, you just feel like I'm feeling. What do you think, Angus? I think you're killing it. But are you really uh killing it? Hey, Andy's least favorite phrase for future people. Are you serious sending us down there looking like this? Well, facers tend to dress very flamboyant, JL. It's protective coloration. You're playing go-between. You want to stand out. You don't want anyone mixing you up with the other side. What do you think, Angus? I think you're killing it. Boo. But are you really a facer? No. You're licensed, paid up in your guild dues. You have a meeting with Mr. Mr. Vop. Vop, yeah. Rios. You seriously really need to sell this. You can't do your broody existentialist spaceman routine. Your personality needs to match your clothes. You need to show a little panache. You need a feather in your hat. And then he literally gets a feather in his hat. I like seven in that scene. I don't like anyone else. <laughs> Can smell uh, and even Picard trips. is Seriously? just like, why are we doing this? Uh, what do you think of Picard acting like a weird Frenchman? Yeah, yeah, um, I don't know. I guess it's like, what's the Robin Hood episode? Uh, whatever that is, Cupid. It's the yeah, same kind of same kind of thing where it's like he's doing comedy, but I don't know. I can explain. Maybe you aren't aware. Mr. I like this character. Successfully intimidating. How many times do you think they have to explain this to each other? They explained it too many times, but I do like that that character. We have twelve hundred and fifty-three olfactory, and like you yeah. know, I don't know, a page ago. You got to be careful because they can smell. <laughs> Hundred percent. It was just like, uh, but I do like that trait, and I like that they figured out a way around it. And, but uh, yeah, beta and blockers. I like the character. Like that he's, By the way, he's, he's successfully terrifying. They gave him beta blockers, and this this race of beings doesn't can't smell a beta blocker. That is interesting. It's like something that I'm sure people have tried on you a thousand times. Anyway, I smell truthful. You also had some sort of smoked meat for breakfast, didn't you? I don't think this actor has ever so had beta blockers. and functioning board parts in a single specimen. She would be extremely valuable. If you will indulge me with the smallest of transporter windows. Honestly, Rios isn't the one I'm really worried about here. I'm more concerned with you two. Oh, I thought that I looked... Appropriately sinister. No comment. Patrick, could you open the other eye? You know, because you have the patch on the other one. <laughs> I I don't want to. Uh, oh, okay. This character keeps both eyes closed. Is it working? No. We're actually, uh, you know what? Well, I'm an executive producer, we're so gonna, this is how we're going to shoot we're it. We're going to put sunglasses on you. Oh, my <laughs> patch it is. Sorry, sir. <laughs> um, I don't know how to not be on then I liked that line. I don't know that'd be El- yeah. Elnor who never talks. Again. Like 709. 709 is great in this. Quite a prize. 
I don't know why they're getting rid of her. Implants still fully operational. She is not one of the new ones. The Borg entered her. She was a jeune fille. So you one of the new ones. Does he mean like the new the Borg people that get that are assimilated currently are useless? I assume so. Um, so that means that the Borg are in dire straits, right? Yeah. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to pull apart the dialogue to figure out what the fuck I mean, is I haven't happening. seen everything that happens in the future, but my sense is that a lot You've of seen stuff... Voyager. You've seen post... Right. You've seen... But I haven't seen the last season of Voyager. It's okay. Okay. Uh, it seems like crap goes down. Although, I mean, the in the local... last episode of Voyager, what, what, Janeway does it. a number on them. I haven't seen it. It's okay. I'm just telling you. Well, don't... Because you have that. to have it for context of this. You watch Picard, but you won't watch Janeway in the fucking endgame? No. Um, you need it. You need that context. Here it is. Don't tell me. She does no, a no, number no, no, no. on the Borg. Okay. And the, you don't know what, like, you don't know if it really did anything to the Borg or what. So it's, like, sort of vague at the end. But, I mean, the Borg was already, I, it was the stuff that went down with Hugh. That seemed to be isolated. That right? was isolated. If you watch right. Descent, it, yeah. it seems to be pretty isolated to yeah. that okay. group. To dice her up to get it all out. Little squeamish, are we? I can take my trade elsewhere. No, not squeamish. What are we watching? Not at all. Your work is done. Mind if I have another drink? It's a free planet. Let's see if there's a deal to be <laughs> <I> enjoyed that. <laughs> what? I enjoyed that just because it was a pointless aside. <laughs> Just like it seemed like no, the character Picard was annoyed. That was to tell the audience to not that he'll still be in the bar. It was a funny way of dealing with That's it, though. The kind of talk that I like. But one last thing I need proof that my bounty is alive. I need to see Maddox. All right, so. They need to see Maddox. Uh, they go, oh, you have this goodbye scene you didn't like. I mean, I didn't mind it. I didn't know why it was happening, and then I knew why it was happening even less after I saw her leave. the same for you. Do it. Um, there was also so Stardust City Reproductive Health Services, crawling baby, crawling baby, crawling human baby, crawling Vulcan baby or Romulan baby. Mm. Boom, boom, girl, boy, <laughs> and then her son is here. Oh, I see. I think in my head that was uh, part of the free cloud advertisements, and so Hello? my brain just screened it out. I see. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Here? <laughs> he looks like he's addressed for uh, Space Mountain. He looks like a Tomorrowland employee. <laughs> That's true. So would you put a tracker in me or just hunt me down? Oh, I still hear things. Maybe I hunted you down. You just kind of crossed my path. Path to where? Free cloud? To you. Gabe. I'm clean. 
feel good. I was not there for you. Even when I was there, I wasn't there. Well, especially that. For you, but I'm here now. Just don't understand this sidetrack. I mean, it's character stuff about characters we don't care about. But it's also character stuff that's like, what is it telling us? It's telling us that her life fell apart after the attack on Mars. Right. And it's telling us that she believes that it was not solely the Federation that was responsible. Right. Which we know. Or rather, not solely the synthetics that were responsible. Right. It doesn't tell us anything new. No. And it doesn't sort of give her character... I mean, it gives her character, I suppose, a little bit more loss over that period of time and maybe some more reason for her to fall back into the whatever she's addicted to. But also, like, it seems like that she was addicted to it when her son was a child. So... What was she doing it for then? I don't know. Let me theorize this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Changed. You're different. I think the stance of this show, or the makers of this show, is this isn't going to be old school Trek. This is this is a Which character I mean, inherently piece. All lands on Patrick Stewart too, because he right be like, well, I don't want to do it. Unless this is a something. character piece. Okay. So, so following these characters and really getting right. into the character stuff. Then give me a character. But the piece. thing that was the heart that's give me the this thing. Fucking MacGuffin. The thing that was the heart of the the strongest character uh developments and explorations in the old show was something that took characters and put them in a sci fi context and sort of explored their the stuff they were grappling with through that. And it's like this is a perfect example of something where it doesn't she is addiction. She's estranged from her son. What is... what? Why are we doing this in this story? I don't know. Uh, in this world. But like, I'm okay with, like, character building Raffi, but, like... Why, as this, like, plot momentum is starting to build, and currently you have Picard with Seven of Nine and Bruce Maddox over on the in, uh, on the same planet and we throw her off over to here yeah like in the in the Star Trek sense it's like I don't know for me what makes this interesting and weird is like this scene could be written for Grey's Anatomy that's exactly the show I was thinking of that's so weird is it, it really? really must feel like that yeah this is like this is like I don't like they're I in, a, they're in like a, a clinic this is us also they're in a clinical yeah. waiting room right this is not space this is what I'm saying this could be anything anywhere and like all you're doing is like and so like and her addiction issues too it's just like you can call it snake something what was it called snake i don't know snake, snake venom right or snake something venom, like? I don't yeah know. you can call it whatever it is the 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 futurey version of it that they're calling her vape but it's just like she yeah she's an addict i get it it's like how does how is this looking at it through a context that reveals something about our modern world which is what the intention of star Trek and it's was. not because it is contextually it is here's where star trek was different star trek would 
we were doing this with Kirk or Picard or Cisco or Janeway or Archer, yeah, we would be with our crew as they come upon an alien civilization right. with horrible addiction problems, right, uh, and a generation that is rejecting these addicted parentings or whatever. Like it would be like some broader civilization sort of story. It would right. be something that would be like humanity still has has gotten past all of this. Now let's look at this other planet, right? And it would be like this bigger thing, not this tiny character moment, but the character who, quite frankly, I think we need a little more time with before we go into this kind of a thing. Well, this goes into the other issue I have with all of this, which is. I understand you're building out the world and you got to build these other characters so that you have other things to rest on. The show is Picard. That is the thing that everyone has been waiting for decades to see. It is one of the greatest actors who has ever lived. What are you giving him to do? Well, right now he's got an eye patch on. <laughs> he's like he's comic relief. He's lost. He's completely his ineffectual. Depth perception. <laughs> So you're playing him. I understand he's an older, he's an old man, but you want to play him as kind of useless and, and he's lost the thing that made him special. I don't think he's useless. It doesn't feel like it's. I don't think they're playing him useless. I think they're playing him. I think he's sort of like, this is like, and it's too too many episodes of it. He's kicking the rust off, I think, throughout. And maybe by the time we get to episode seven, eight, nine, or eight, nine, ten, he'll, I mean, he'll have the rust fully kicked off. Back to that I'm not buying the reasons they're saying the rust is on him. And maybe that's unforgiving, but I guess I'm looking through it through the lens of what I feel feel like the original series told us Picard, who they told us Picard was. So I feel like even mean, if he was... You mean the next generation. Though. Next generation, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean original well, I didn't series. The original to write Star Trek original series. The original next TNG. generation. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. But really, this scene... Not enjoying so, um, it. Other than Seven of Nine. The attack on Mars. And he needs a girlfriend. So, um, when the towers fell... Tell me how it wasn't really the same. Yeah. Tell me how it really wasn't a- 12 terrorist planes. The Conclave of Eight. Tell me what was worth ignoring me and Dad until we hardly recognized you. Why you abandoned us for some crackpot tin hat conspiracy. It was a crackpot! That attack was not what it seemed! Baby, there is a conspiracy and it is bigger than anybody knew. There were lives at stake. Our lives, Mom. Our lives mattered too, just not to you. understand just how much it sucked you know what the scene feels like it feels like doesn't belong here an above average audition piece yes it does for both people and you like watch an audition piece and you're like oh that person's pretty good but the scene is never good yeah (laughs) my mother Rafaela, she was just passing through i guess she had a second hello it's wonderful to meet you will you be staying a while no like i said she's just passing by It's so nice to meet you. Good luck with the baby.
my mom. Okay. So, what did you think of Elnor? What's his name? Elnor. Elnor. What did you think of Elnor in this episode? He has nothing to do. Yeah, I liked that he grabbed that phaser pistol real quick and seemed to be like, "Oh, okay, he's not just a swordsman." He knows how to use a blaster by his side. Can you go back to around one twenty one twenty six? This was a bit of dialogue that I was just like, "What? What's going on?" Okay, jab it back. Okay. Once you get Maddox, activate the enhancer and the dock here. We'll beam you out. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh just hello. Hold, hold, on, hold that on a second. thought. Can you breathe? Yes. What do you mean? I beam them out? It's a lie. Everybody's behaving as if there was somebody else. Everyone except me. What's going on? Remember, he said, I don't know how to be anyone but Elnor, then just be Elnor. And then he goes, it's a lie. Everyone's because he is from a from a from a sect of nuns that I know, only speak truth. It's so he's like Jeffy in that scene. He's like, he's so, like Jeffy because he's never been away from these nuns that only speak truths. Yeah. All right. Fine. I mean, and the dialogue right before where he's like, I don't know how to be anyone but Elnor, then just be Elnor. Or was that after? That's after. Well, then it's a little messy. That's what I'm saying. Really, honestly, that's really my main point. It's just He's the clear. scene is messy. That should have been after. They're writing this this comedy beat with it's okay. with um, um, Alison Pill, and then they interrupted to do this other thing. The people don't react in a kind of like off their looks kind of like. By the way, way, this imitating Rios, yeah, did not even get that. They yeah. only got that from the. Agnes, you're on transporter duty. From the subtitles? Yes. Okay. How, how hard is it, really? It's okay. Aguara ardiente. Oh, man. I don't know how to not be Elnor. Then be Elnor. Elnor who never talks. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, it didn't bump me as much as it bumps you, but certainly i think some valid criticisms uh weird that this episode didn't bug me bump me as much as it bumped you yeah i'm surprised i guess you're just happy stuff is happening yes but to me it's nothing i want to see happening eyes neck chest spine kidneys hips various bones i thought it could be hoped might even be the word I always knew you were impressive. I just never knew how impressive. It is good to see you again, Annika. So then we go up to Agnes, who's being monitored by the EMH. I think that you should not be able to deactivate the EMH. That's a really good point. Uh, is it is that the EMH? There's yes. this is not a therapy therapy one. No. Oh, here was another theory um, that other people uh, that I thought of, and then other people also wrote in and thought of. So I wonder if it's going to be true that possibly Rios is an ECH. Is an emergency command hologram? Yeah. Who can be, operate the be, other be beamed? Well, the EMH eventually uh, could within be beamed. A, with the hollow emitter that yeah. was alien technology. That 
Well, that was also a long time ago. Alright. And then the EMH was pulling shrapnel out of the ECH. Right. So these poor holograms don't know that everybody's a hologram? The EMH was pulling shrapnel out of the so you're saying if so if Rios is a command hologram. Yes. Oh, the, he was you're saying he was injured. He was yes. wounded right. and having stuff pulled out of him right. by a doctor. Yeah, maybe he was programmed to not know he was oh, an ECH. Okay. <laughs> so they're like, pretend. What is the nature of your psychiatric emergency? Your pulse and blood pressure are significantly elevated. You scared the hell out of me. I'd like to give you a set of time. I don't need us. Agnes, you copy? Are you certain? You really Yes, I am certain. Agnes. By the way, it feels like the, this should be done by the emerging tactical hologram. Should be handling the beam out. Oh, yeah. Good point. Doesn't have any reason to involve Agnes in this. That's a really good point. Yes. Hi. Who are you talking to? You. Not you, you. No one. Captain, Dr. Girardi's experience. Deactivate EMH. I'm here. The operative terms are copy that and go ahead. Something's not right. Copy that seems like a crew term. Do you have a lock on them? Understood and go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Um, Affirmative. It's uh, showing red. I haven't activated the pattern enhancer yet. Let me know the instant they do. Yes, copy. Affirmative. Um, whatever. What's going on down there? Are you still angry because I carved up your little friend of parts? Or is it because you trusted me? Oh, you were so noble then. Save the outcast. Rescue the forgotten. You were so easy. What is? She reminds me of Devil's Do Lady. Oh, very much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost like even the outfit is like very similar. And what what is she so sort of weird, sad, and and emotional about in this scene? I don't know. I mean, Seven kind of says it's because she got away, but that doesn't seem like that would be enough motivation for all this emotion. They're acting. She's acting like they have more of a. Bejazel's acting like they have more of a history with a JJ. <laughs> Bajaz is acting more like they're Vijayjays. Maybe. I don't know. I think she's acting like. Uh, I mean, if you think about. She seems like the Borg equivalent to the most toys guy. Yeah. She wants to collect all the Borg parts. You know what I mean? Right. Like, she seems like that. So. And he was so fucking. There insane. was a moment that I thought when she called Veronica and everybody was freaked out. I was like, oh, what if she's a Borg queen? Some, some oh, that would have been Borg cooler. Yeah. Jay, then how did I get away? How did I escape the great Bejazel? A fortune in Borg tech, and you lost it. You lost me. No one's ever been worth more to you than me, and I slipped Right through your fingers. I mean, this is amazingly played as. But it's by like, Jerry what is? Ryan. What is? But what, what is? What, the what, was she like captive? Right. Was yeah. she there helping? That's was she a person? I don't know. I'm the one that got away. It also seems like it's loading a lot of emotion in that doesn't exist in what they're saying. Not anymore. Wrong, Jay. Ah! Drop your weapons. Listen to her. 
No! So I love this. What? Until she releases her neck. Like, I assume that the threat is she's a Borg and she can pop her head off anytime she wants. But once she releases her neck, it seems like other people get the drop on her. Then she's worth gajillions of dollars still. Oh, I see. So they're not going to shoot her for that reason. Like, Mm. they want her for this reason. You can't destroy the merchandise, Andy. But wouldn't they do it to save their mistress? They seem to be on a planet that only cares about money. Okay. You know what? I'll buy that. Withdrawn. Enron is very upset. He's confused by all the lies. Yes. He's not entirely candid with you. Really? Are we still pretending? No, Elmo. I think everyone has finally stopped. Fake commercial break. Unless you paid less. Bruce! How are you doing? Picard. Picard? The famous Admiral Picard? Well, it appears you thought you were playing when you were being played, Admiral. I take it you had no awareness of Annika and my clothes. Personal relationship. Shut up. The relationship. Yeah, they have a very close personal relationship. I don't know. We saw to the end of the episode. Neither of us know. Well, look, maybe things didn't work out with Chakotay. <laughs> Take Maddox and go. What do you mean? She means to kill me. But hero to the end, our Annika, she will first save your lives. Just go. You know. You're right. This is not saving the galaxy. This is just settling an old score. You have no idea what this is. Well, tell me. What is it? (laughs) When the rescues ended, some of us tried to help maintain order on the Mm. worlds the Federation left behind. We were based on Fenris. One of us was a young science officer on leave from the USS Coleman. He was out doing recon near Diamanta when his ship received a distress call. It turned out to be an ambush. If he was a science officer, why was he in command red? Oh. Good point. Unless that was soaked with his blood? (laughs) (laughs) It was the closest thing I will ever have to kin. Like me, Uchip was a former Borg rescued and reclaimed by Voyager in the it's Delta also Quadrant. That's indicative what of what a fucking great Part actress Jerry Ryan is. This is just a load of exposition, Good. unnecessary exposition. Oh, you think she's? Do you think she's not pulling out? What? I think this is without anesthetic. A lot of dialogue. It's a lot of dialogue, but without she's pulling it off to some degree. At least we're engaged. Oh, that's red for sure. He's in a command uniform. Man uniform. It met her on Fenris. She was posing. As one of us, as someone trying to help. Okay, so she was also posing as someone trying to help, just to, just to. She knew about. Oh right, right. I apologize. I apologize, to everyone. But that is covered. Murder is not justice. There is no solace in revenge. You have had your humanity restored to you. Don't squander it now. Oh, that like the handgun. Guys, ready to go yet? Take that them. Rios takes them out. Activate the pattern enhancer and get them the hell out of here. You got it. 
Revenge. I understand the impulse. But you do this, you put a bounty on all of us. I don't give a damn. But the kid and the old man, they don't stand a chance out here with a price on their heads. Your friend has a point, Annika. Let's make a trade. Are they really that not going to be associated with... <laughs> what? Are they really not going to be associated with killing uh, Bejazel if... Seven of nine beams out and then beams right back and kills her. <laughs> I think she kills everybody. <laughs> I know, but I guess I'm saying his argument here is the kid and the old man are going to be, they're going to have a bounty on their heads if you kill Bejazel now. But if they all beam up and then she beams back and she kills Bejazel herself, aren't they still associated with her? Well, unless they leave no witnesses, which it seems like she didn't. I see. Look at the math of Don't they always have cameras and weird shit in the future? Yeah, I mean, unless she has a, one of those uh, Talshiar cloaking devices on. <laughs> Possibly. Once, odds are. Looks like she's just like standing really tall right now with her neck out. Mm-hmm. We'll do it again. Five to beam up, Doctor. Come on. I did it. Oh my God. Bruce. He's in bad shape. Exposure. He's not really playing someone who has to kill him. No. Dehydration. Maybe other things. Like Unless this. she's like a uh, Manchurian candidate. Like that is a, la, a la Jordy. Many people wrote in. Um, you know, but she doesn't have a visor, so. Or they, they said that they thought she was maybe a spy-ish kind of a deal. But we were talking about that last two weeks ago. We were oh, like, were we? there's no way she's not a fucking spy. Oh, there you go. Do you not remember our conversations about the episodes? I just move on to the next one. Well, it's probably because nothing happens. There you go. <laughs> to get him to sick bay quickly. I'll take care. So he leaves that pattern enhancer right there on the transporter. Uh, I Captain think he Reels. does it for seven. Right. Out of here, sir. Intentionally? Yes. So that she can kill. Mm-hmm. I'm glad of the choice you made. It's an impulse that he understands. Huh. Seems that a lift is the least I can offer you. The Rangers already sent a Corsair for me. It should be here by now. But I will take two of your phasers, if that's all right. A vigilante could always use a couple more. Of course. I do like this scene quite a bit. And. In case you ever need a vigilante. Thank you. I'm sorry. Do we know what that is? Uh, some sort of card. That's it. Maybe like a like a her contact info. Uh huh. Her Instagram page. Yeah. Her MySpace. they brought you back from your time in the collective do you honestly feel that you regained your humanity yes all of it no but we're both working on it aren't we That's worth the whole episode, that scene right there. 
Yeah, I mean, to get these two talking. Those, uh, Voyager theme thing. Hi. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yes. Also, I like when she says hi and just yeah. kills people. It's great. I love how everybody's got an emergency transport. Sure. It's the Alpha 3-9. By the way, I was kind of hoping she would have, like, blown a leg off. Blown an arm off. Yeah, blown a leg off. It's too too easy and out to do. I agree. Just fucking disintegrate someone. Well, frankly, I was surprised when you left. I thought you'd bet on shooting your way out. I am. How sentimental of you then, risking your revenge while saving their lives. <laughs> it almost reminds me of. Annika of old. What is she playing Me at? Too. I don't know. She's, she's just playing for time, but. <laughs> Picard still thinks there's a place in the galaxy for mercy. I didn't want to disillusion him. Somebody out here ought to have a little hope. Like you used to have. Before I took it away from you. Something like that. You're stalling, Jay. Your second security wave will be here in less than five seconds. Annika. He was a son to me, Jay. This is for him. I'm like, this is for him. Leg. This is for me. Yeah. Leg. This is for Maddox. Arm. Maybe she, maybe this she, is, right? And this is for the galaxy. Maybe she meant to do it, and then she was like, "Oh, damn it, Ooh, this Rios, is for me." What and, was that phaser set on? <laughs> and this is oh, <laughs> <laughs> had a whole thing planned. <laughs> it's, that was uh, seven and nine double fisted rifles. That is badass. And then I lost her. Let me see that series. Maybe you will. Fenris Ranger, Star Trek Fenris Ranger. I don't know. Fucking watch the shit out of that. Blew up my lab. Talshar found him and blew up his lab. I knew. I'd love to know why they recast this guy and Egypt. Activated her unless she was in grave danger. (laughs) So let's try to figure out the order of operations here. The AI activated because she was in grave danger. They found Maddox's lab first. How long has Picard been about this business? We don't know. No. I'm confused about the order of operations here, right? And then it's like... They didn't find the lab. And then the thing that kills me here is like... The AI activated her? Let's say she's... No. He says they blew up my lab. Did they find information in the lab that led to Dodge? No. He's like, they came and blew up my lab, and then I knew that she had been activated. Yeah. Because they tracked her down. They tracked him down through her? I assume so. So that I'm going to guess. Here's what I'm going to guess, Andy. Okay. The little weird uh, glasses thingy they put on her. Uh-huh. At the, in the, when they put the hood on, on, when they put the hood on her, was like some sort of like scanning thing that tried to scan for evidence of like who, the what. There's a power strip right there. Okay. Um... So that would then mean 
Well, actually, I'll just play that back. Let me just play so we can hear it. Dodge is dead. Isn't she? She found me. And then I lost her. I'm profoundly sorry. So he knows that Dodge is dead because the mom AI would have told him to her to go to Picard. Right. So that if Picard knew about Dodge, then that means that the AI that it activated. Okay, following so far. When the Tal Shiar came for me. Blew up my lab. I knew. Then the Tal Shiar came for him and blew up his lab. Uh huh. Because then he knew that Dodge was dead at that point. Her embedded mommy, I wouldn't have activated her unless she was in grave danger. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. I have to know. Does she have a sister? Yes. So cheap. But it's like this whole like this angle here right where we're looking at agnes who maybe is activated when she hears the word soji if she's a manchurian type candidate whatever okay yeah what's her mission here because that romulan spy lady yeah knows that soji is on the borg artifact right because her little lieutenant lady Sister of brother. Did she tell the Commodore that she was on the artifact? Yes. Yes. She's the, the whole, whole plan about that, it. Right. Yeah. What's your brother doing? Right, right. Make sure we get it done. Yeah. So what the fuck is she doing? I don't know. Like, maybe it can't maybe, be... It's not like... Oh, wait a minute. To find this out goes that back to Narek's thing. Narek's whole thing is... This is to find others besides Soji and Dodge. Yeah, but she doesn't find out any information besides this. That's true. So why does she kill him? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. When you want to keep him alive? Yeah. Soji. Where is she? Oh, and that's... This is my point. You were saying, what's... Well, what are the, what are the unanswered questions? There you go. That was that was my mystery. That's an unanswered question. She kills him, and we don't know why. I know why. Oh, why? Robin got to her. I know, but why? I don't care. Well, that's a that's a I don't care. It's not a reasonable thing. But (laughs) it's like, what is it though? Really? Like, what do you care about in that? Do you care? Do you care why the seemingly evil person got to the good person and made them seemingly evil also? Do you think that this is all for the greater good? I'm not saying. Do it's you a... think that this is all deep, like deep spy shit? Do you the... think that the, Do you think that her intentions are nefarious? I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions just based on the last ten minutes of this episode. Yeah, I think that she's conflicted and she's being forced into it. Somehow. Okay, but I'm not. That's not what I asked. Based you. on what they're showing her, what? That's not what I asked you. What did you I asked ask you me? if you thought her intentions were nefarious in killing him. Yes. Um, I think she thinks she's doing the right thing. Correct. So, therefore, she's not being nefarious. Right. She is being altruistic. Well, I don't know. It's altruistic. It's well, I don't think she is. killed her lover. Right. Unless. She thinks she's doing the right thing. Yes. She thought she was doing something for the greater good. Okay. 
she doesn't seem to be out to save her own skin. No. Because she doesn't seem like the type. Right. She seems to be someone who is doing this because she believes that if she does this, it will be for the better. Correct. So inherently, it's still a good character. And I don't mean like, what a greatly written and fleshed out character. I mean a good, you know, white hat versus black hat. Right. I think she's still wearing a white hat here. Fair. And I think that she's operating with more knowledge than everybody else. Right. And thusly, I don't care. Like, I don't have, like, there's nothing where I'm like, what's happening next? I don't care anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm interested because she's on the artifact. I'm interested in following what happens with John Luke like, Picard. In this, right? The, yeah. Like, just play these look. Like, look at this. Like, what is it? What is it? What, is, what, is, what are they telling me here? You mean not the captured ball cue? Why? The same reason I sent her sister to Earth. It's like, uh, what do you mean they're hiding something? What do you mean? It's like, I mean, okay. So I'm just gonna take, I'm just gonna take this world at face value for what it is, okay? Okay. Everything we've seen in Star Trek: Picard so far, five, five, five episodes in. Yes. Andy, we know that there is a secret, secret police of Vulcans. I mean, of of Romulans, right? Right. right. Called the, the Jat Vash. Right. What do the Jat Vash believe? I believe they have to remove all the the um, artificial life forms. Yep. Why? I don't know if it's been established, has it? It has been, because they're the destroyers. Because oh, they oh right, right, because of the prophecy. Come on. We'll follow along here. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying this whole thing's stupid. So, right. We know <laughs> we know that the Jat Vash believes right. that the uh, synthetics will bring about the end of everything. Right. And as a result, they're trying to get rid of all synthetics, right? right? We also know that they're Romulans, and Romulans inherently are distrustful of the Federation, correct? Right. So they go to, let's say, Admiral uh, Commodore O. Okay. When they go, hello, Commodore O, we are the Jat Vash. We're Mm. super secret secrets. Okay. We have reason to believe that this is the, what's going to happen. Uh, the the these these uh, artificial life forms are going to blah 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 blah. So they the Javash then presents some evidence that is convincing enough to Commodore O. Right. Then Commodore O says, "What is your plan? We would like to stop the Federation and Romulan. Maybe 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 Commodore O is one of these people. Who's, it is illogical to trust Romulans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are." Uh, inherently distrustful. They come from my people. Blah, 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 blah. I see what you're saying about these synthetics and this prophecy. What you've shown me is very convincing. Mm-hmm. I will help you. Okay. How can we ensure that synthetics will be actively sought and destroyed? We could have a ban on synthetics. Well, I'm Commodore O. I can't exactly get a ban on synthetics passed. Well, what if there was a reason to ban synthetics 
fascinating. Mm. Uh, they work together to figure out this plan of right. the Mars attack. Fair. Mars blows up. Okay. Synthetics are outlawed. Right. We did it. Congratulations. I don't have to deal with you Romulans, and uh, I don't have to deal with these these uh, synthetics. We, we did it. Who's they, saying they I high don't have to deal with you Romulans? Uh, oh, Commander, Commodore O. Okay. I'm pret- let's pretend she's a Vulcan. Okay. Let's pretend she's a Vulcan and a Commodore, head of Starfleet security. All right. Hi- they high-five each other. Okay. <laughs> high-five high five Romulan brother. High-five Romulan sister. I hate it. Uh, and they go... Uh, they're like, great. So ban on, we've banned the synthetics. And you know what? The Romulan uh, people, are, we're not going to save them in the, in the, in the supernova. Because uh, you're distrustful of whatever. They're all out for the same thing. They're all convinced, oh, this is the right thing to do. Uh-huh. And the end. Wait, how does the supernova tie into it? Um, it ties into Star Trek 2009, written by Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> It doesn't tie into Commodore O's motivations. It does tie into Commodore O's motivations because she's like, well, I've never trusted Romulans and I never will. I'll never forgive them for the death of my son. Uh-huh. That's a reference to Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I can buy that a Romulan, that a, that a Vulcan Commodore, head of Starfleet security, doesn't trust Romulans. What does that have to do with the supernova? She's like, this is great. This plan is great because we will get rid of the synthetics. You've convinced me the synthetics are the end of all, and I can't get synthetics banned unless we have something terrible happen. And on top of that, if we stop this, the evacuation will stop. You think she wants to kill all Romulans? I think she is like, oh, fuck you guys. And also, yeah, sure, fuck these guys. I don't know if I agree with that last part. Maybe, though. But like it's like, what are the secrets upon secrets upon secrets? Like this just feels like I'm taking it all at face value, and it feels to me like the story is. It's funny that that we've we're now entering a series with more mystery boxes than even J.J. Abrams or Damon Lindelhoff. But this is all this is is mystery boxes. That's what I'm saying. There are more mystery boxes in the series than the other things we usually are complaining about mystery boxes in. And I maintain also, you take out the mystery boxes no. and you don't have a show here. I mean, you have some, ones. some you, awesome you, stuff you, with Seven of Nine. You can absolutely maintain that because that's correct. Yeah. We're hunting her. The Romulans. Which is crazy because you have Patrick Stewart. The Romulans, not just them. I think the Federation. I think the Federation are involved. That's what I said. The Federation, if the Federation are involved, well, 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 we know they are because of Commodore O. Well, we don't know if that's the Federation's doing or if she's operating as some spy. Section thirty-one. Yeah, Kurtzman's got a hard on for thirty-one. Sure. I think it looks promising from what I'm seeing in Discovery. Admiral, he's barely stable. And I have to kill he's him. To rest. <laughs> Understood. I'll leave you to it. And then again, I feel like if the if, if someone's flatlining, the emergency medical hologram should not be able to be deactivated. That's fair. The artifact. That's in Romulan space. Uh-huh. Lying into Romulan space doubles my fee. Okay, Kefe. Old man indeed. So. 
I do like that that is tra- that tracks his movement the way they designed that, like to follow him the screen. I mean, sure, it's just it's cool. It's weird because we're up to the point in Discovery where they're getting rid of holograms and everything because it's so uh, because it's kind of a nice retcon that it's like it it causes an overload and it screws up stuff. Rid of it, he's just pulling it out of the Enterprise, right? I guess so. Yeah, so that's that's they're like the Enterprise. We'll do view screens from now on. Yeah, wink, wink. Right, (laughs) but then in the future they have holograms back. Talk about the stowaway, and our stowaway is Raffi. Welcome back. Cut to cut to her with a bunch of heroin. <laughs> yeah, it probably will happen. Actually, I thought I was dreaming. It's me. I never thought I'd see you again. Did you? Did you get to meet Dodge? No. They're perfect. Perfectly imperfect. They did it at Soon and I. And you. Essential. <laughs> this bit of dialogue almost seems like the way someone would awkwardly say something in real life when they were kind of patting themselves on the back and they're like, oh, you also helped. You also helped. Yeah. Uh, I did it. Yeah. So can I. And you. <laughs> yeah, and your she, thing was and very goes, important. And then she says, one more thing I have to atone for. What do you mean? And then she kills him. Which, by the way, and then she looks like she's like farting. I don't understand like what this look is. What is the nature? Like you're taking Allison pills, anguished. No, because I think it's like something else. Oh, of your psychiatric emergency. Your blood pressure. Psychiatric emergency. So that leans towards some sort of Manchurian candidate type thing. It's a psychiatric emergency. He doesn't say medical emergency. Mm. He says medical emergency to other people. But she's talking through her motivation. I think if it was a Manchurian candidate thing, she'd be in like a dead zone kind of weird, like disconnected state. Disassociated state. But also like maybe there's that part of her brain you can't shut off because she's already annoying. I don't think they're doing that. What is the nature of your medical emergency? See, because he said psychiatric twice to her. Yeah. And then he sees this, it has to go medical. Uh-huh. So she's having a psychotic break twice in this episode. There's a high risk of critical organ failure unless hematic micro repair treatment is resumed. Deactivate EMH. I don't think she's having a break. He's saying psychiatric emergency. That's not yeah, but dialogue for no reason. He doesn't know. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's yeah. monitoring all vital signs. Yeah, but he can't monitor. Then why wouldn't he go medical emergency? Like he says to everybody else, Maybe. In- including right here. Look, all I'm telling you is story-wise, I don't think that if she was having a psychotic break or if she was 
she was she, if there was some post-hypnotic suggestion but like listen he said right here organ Wait, hang on your blood pressure and cortisol levels i mean you can point to that but i can point to the fact that she oh, talks through of all of her problems? actions can i also point to the fact that they don't know how to write a fucking psychotic break well that might be a separate issue i mean if because that's the they case, know how to write a medical hologram right. to go what is the nature of your psycho psych, uh, psychological what is the nature of your psychological emergency right and then they go what is the nature of medical emergency those are two very deliberately chosen words right i don't know that they're gonna go well in a psychotic break person doesn't talk this through because agnes is the person who talks through everything right you know yeah i'm just look it doesn't matter because nothing matters on the show well we'll see he dies after she deactivates the medical thingamajiggy. Oh, wait. I wanted to play the you see what I've seen. <laughs> By the way, this is also bad writing. Because you wouldn't say, I wish you knew what I knew. Uh-huh. Someone who you're killing currently. Uh-huh. You would just say, I'm doing this because blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's a good point. You wouldn't be coy about it. Sure, it's more mystery boxing. So let me just go back to what I was saying earlier. They don't know how to write a psychotic break. When's the mystery unboxing, guys? Season eight. I, oh. I wish you knew what I know. I wish I didn't know what I know. I wish they hadn't shown me. I'm so sorry. Why the why the bridge wouldn't get a notification about really this? Really good point. Crazy. Yeah. Maybe they'll run in in the next episode. And she'll say blah 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 lie lie lie. Yeah, and she'll also be crying because you know she's crying, and then like the EMH. Next time someone activates the EMH, honest to God, next time someone activates the EMH, the EMH is gonna tell them. <laughs> Great score. And she's back into psychotic town. Yeah. I don't feel like she's psychotic. What is it then? I think that they showed her something and convinced her that she had to do this. But why wouldn't you tell him? Well, that's there's bad no writing. reason. Are you arguing that it's bad writing? Are you arguing? I'm just that, trying that, to find that a way out of that true. because I think that's worse writing. Yeah, like to. To do that, I don't know if I. Agree. I guess that's the kind of fucked up mystery box storytelling they're doing, where it's like, in no world where I, Andy, if I loved you to 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 the it's point where happening, guys. I guess I should say, Andy, I love you. Second thing, yes. if I had to kill you, Seconda. if I was killing you, yeah, and I'm like. Andy, I wish both of these things. I wouldn't be like. I wish I knew. I wish you knew what I know. I'd be like, Andy, I'm doing this because if I don't do this, then everything we know will end. And if I don't do this now, then blah 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 blah. Sure, sure. It's a necessity. What I know. It's an next week. Maybe we'll know part of it, but not all of it because it'll only be a portion. Sure, it's mystery boxing. I'd like to mystery box this story's head off yeah. like I'm Agnes at the bridge <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. 
I didn't watch this. On a Borg cube without authorization. This cube is under Romulan control. I believe she's close to discovering who she really is. We have to get there as quickly as possible. The journey always begins with the closing of the eyes. What's happening to me? You must take me to her now. They are in some serious trouble. Let go! Let go of me! They are not responding. Is that some Locutus action in there? No, that's not Patrick Stewart. Like, everyone no. keeps saying, is that Locutus? But, like, it doesn't look like Patrick Stewart to me. Now. They are in some serious trouble. Let go! Let go of me! They are not responding. It wasn't? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. The closing of the eyes. What's happening to me? You must take... I mean, I'm going to have to play this again, now. everybody. They are in serious okay, I get some weird pauses while I look again. I'm sure someone on the internet has already paused this. Yeah. There. Does that look like Patrick Stewart? To I don't you? know. I have face blindness, and certainly if there's Borg stuff on it, then, but it doesn't. It you, doesn't you, really you look. You don't like have Borg Patrick blindness. Stewart. I'll tell you why I don't think it's Patrick Stewart because he doesn't have a little uh, laser pointer that yeah, would find the lens. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's what it would have. Um. Anyway, there you go, Andy. That's it. Congratulations, you got through another part of almost the story. Um, I like this episode I'm glad much more than the previous episode. Well, I, yeah, I don't disagree with. Well, I don't even know. There's so much that irritates me in this episode, but yes, I like it more than the previous episode. But that's not saying much. Vastness of space when the going gets rough. You gave it your all. You showed the right stuff. You managed to not blow the ship to smithereens. Seven of nine, you did it. Congratulations. Pretty Hooray. easy. Pretty, pretty easy to say. So I'm saying it now. Did Way she really save them, though? Seven. She kind of did her own thing. Yeah, but she also saved them. Isn't it Raffi for coming up with the plan? I mean, I love seven of nine. I can't get enough I seven of nine. I think it's the person that did the pew-pews. But she did the pew-pews to... to get her own vengeance that wasn't for the ship's well-being it was for my well-being because something actually happened in the story <laughs> okay i'm giving it to rafi even though I, I my heart will always be with 709 um and who are you giving it to 709 there you go the andes or some other method of ranking we're working on it it's very difficult for me because i love 709 it with her guns and uh I think Jerry Ryan kills it in an episode where it's really written weird from top to bottom. Love that scene with Picard and her talking about um, trying to regain their humanity. That's a perfect use of what we know about them and sort of moving moving it toward the future. Um, but just all the Vegas stuff and there's weird dialogue and the story's still not going anywhere to me and it's just I'm just really not enjoying it as much as I wish I was that being said I just love looking at everything and I'm always interested it's like what that what what our Hale said at the beginning I'm kind of like I'm engaged in everything and then I'm, when it's done I'm like what what's going on um so I'll give it a six and a half 
for the seven of nine. Higher than I thought. It's because it's way higher. Seven of nine. That's really the reason. I'm at a seven point eight. Never been done, but it's Picard. That's much higher than I would have thought. Interesting. I'm just I so I feel like you complain as much or more than me. Um, that's a good, our, 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 what do we call it? Our, our, our agreement. Our agreements. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do here. Yeah. But to that point, I think it's nice to uh, finally have, I'm just glad we found Maddox and Picard knows where he's going. Finally. Because not, Andy, let's not forget that next week he's got to go, he's got to either get to the Borg cube there has to be some point in the storyline where he has to go back to Earth to talk to Troy and Riker. We've got five, four episodes left, five episodes left. So he's got to swing back to Earth at some point. So it feels like we're going to be at this for a long time before we get a, a, a satisfactory resolution. Yeah. How many episodes are there? Ten. We're, we're halfway through. So crazy. I feel like season two is going to be good. <laughs> like they're gonna learn they're gonna get a lot of people like us bitching at them they're gonna uh, step up their game or not i don't know gonna bring back more seven of nine i mean i guess on seven of nine is i bet you they'll be in some dire situation and then she'll show up at the end will she say on your left like a han solo thing yeah exactly or you're all clear kid you're all clear okay go bless home that's the line right yeah. Okay, let's blow home. It's so weird that they wouldn't just have her be a main character. Who? Seven of Nine. What are you talking about? She's in this episode, and then she probably does like one or two more. It's yeah. like no one's a main character in this, except for the five people we don't care about and Patrick Stewart. I feel like Patrick Stewart's a minor character in this. That's my problem. Well, that's the problem with ensembles, you know? No. It's called Picard. Mm-hmm. It's an ensemble. You don't turn on Columbo and then it's all about the... Well, that's a bad example because it's usually more about the killer. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly right. There you go. <laughs> then after after that that part, there's well, a like, lot of Columbo in there. Like, you know, even like, uh, you know, Magnum P.I. Yeah, Magnum P.I. You're following Magnum P.I. the whole time. We're not... Rockford follows you're following Rockford the whole time. And, and you know, Rockford and, and Magnum... You, you, Jim Rockford usually in each act break would would find something out that moved the story forward it's true <laughs> i do miss one at a time stories i'll tell you that i, I do miss self-contained stories like the nice thing about watching where i'm gonna keep on saying this the nice thing about watching season two of discovery right now is that it feels like there's an over there's an over arc for the yeah. season right and we're still telling stories uh-huh in the middle of it yeah anyway guys let's get andy out of here he's falling asleep Oh no, Andy didn't mean to kill you. Oh, <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Oh no. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, this is bad. I'm just gonna deactivate. Turn on the EMH. <laughs> I can't. I, I asked it to go away. Tell me you love me. At least tell me that you did this for some reason that you can't reveal now. I wish you knew what I knew, Andy. I know the end of Picard. Oh. It's worse than you think. Oh no. Uh, maybe it's better. I don't know. We'll find out. This is gay. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. 
Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President's Circle for $17.01 per month.